Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Did you know that there's a battle on today? An actual war is taking place at this moment, and if you're a Christian, you're right in the middle of it. It is spiritual warfare. It is a battle between light and darkness. It has never changed. In fact, it's intensified in our generation because the end of the war is coming very soon. This is not the time to back up. This is not the time to surrender. This is not the time to sit down. This is the time to press the battle. This is our moment to fight the good fight of faith, to endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Paul knew something about that because as he began his missionary journeys, advancing the gospel, immediately he met opposition. You know, anytime something is moving forward, there's friction. And I want to tell you, when you start moving forward with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, just count on it, the devil is going to push back against that. An unbelieving world is going to push back against that. Uh, Wicked flesh is going to push back against that because Satan is trying to stop what the Lord Jesus is seeking to accomplish in this world. So we pick up our place today in Acts chapter number 14 uh, with, I would say, a lesser-known section of Acts uh, because there are certain places that the stories are famous, very familiar. Uh, But the opening seven verses of Acts chapter number 14, I would say it's just another day, just another battle, and yet it's more of the same. Listen to it beginning in verse 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass in Iconium, that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so spake, that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Do you see the influence of the gospel? And then on the other side, the influence of evil. Uh, that's what we're watching in our culture today. It is a, it's a clash. It's a conflict of two worlds. It is heaven and hell. It is truth and error. It is God and his archenemy, Satan. It's always been that way. Verse number three, Long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, and part held with the Jews, and part with the apostles. So do you see the great division? Really, this division is just revealing the division that was already there, because there are always two groups of people. There are those who love Christ and those who hate him. There are those who follow the Lord Jesus and those who reject him. There are those who are after truth and those who are against truth. And so the division is just coming out. I would argue that is exactly what we're watching in our world at this moment. What you're seeing on the news, what you're seeing in the culture around you is simply the revelation of what has been in hearts all along. And that is, there are those who love the Lord and desire to know him and to obey him and those who absolutely reject that. Verse 5 continues, 
And when there was an assault made, both of the Gentiles and also the Jews with their rulers, to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it, and fled unto Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lieth round about, and there they preached the gospel. So it got violent. You know, we've been so spoiled in our world. Frankly, we have enjoyed uh, at least arguably uh, religious freedom in a measure that many people in different parts of the world and in most generations have never known. And I think we've gotten so comfortable, so complacent because of it, we have forgotten uh, that when you stand with Christ and when you identify with truth, there's going to be persecution. Now, the Bible says that all of us who follow after Christ are going to suffer some type of persecution, some type of opposition, and it could get violent. Uh, it could, like Acts chapter number 14, come to a point where believers are called on to lay down their life for truth. I wonder, are we prepared for that? Are we ready in a divided world to take our stand with the Lord Jesus Christ? Remember this, he was not ashamed of you when he hung on that cross. And by the grace of God, you and I should not be ashamed of him. So what should we do? We should just keep speaking the gospel. In fact, that's the emphasis of this passage. Did you hear it? Three different times we see them just continuing to speak the gospel. <laughs> There's a great application here for us. Let's start in verse number one. Uh, the Bible says that they so spake. Now, that's a fascinating word, this word so. Do you remember for God so loved the world. What is the word so? Uh, the word so is a word that takes us to the heart. It's a word that takes us beyond the ordinary, beyond the nominal. This is the secret of so. It's not just what you say. My dad used to tell me it's how you say it. And the Bible says that these witnesses so spake that a great multitude believed. So here's the first thing we should do. First, we should speak sincerely. Let me tell you what convinces people of truth when they see a demonstration of that truth in our lives, when they hear the reality of it uh, in our own testimony. They weren't just giving facts. They weren't just giving speeches and nice religious presentations. No, they so spake that the people who heard them speak the truth said, this really is true. This has changed these people's lives. They're, they're speaking out of the overflow of their own experience of the living Christ. And so, first of all, we should speak sincerely. Then the Bible says in verse number 3, Long time, therefore, abode they, speaking boldly in the Lord. We should not only speak sincerely, we should speak boldly. A friend, don't be tentative today. Don't be hesitant. If sin can parade through the streets, if Satan's people can shout from the housetop what they believe, don't you think the Lord's people ought to be a little more confident and courageous than we've been? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I love this phrase in verse 3. It says that they gave testimony unto the word of his grace. Uh, let your testimony today be a bold testimony. Let your testimony be a testimony of the grace of God. Don't be ashamed to talk about what the Lord Jesus Christ has done in your life. And then one final thing. The Bible says in verse number 7 that when they were run out of town, what did they do? Uh, they just went to the next region. They just went to the next cities, and there they preached the gospel. So we should speak sincerely, we should speak boldly, and we should speak faithfully. Our testimony about the goodness and greatness 
and grace of Jesus should not be an event. It should be a way of life. It shouldn't be something we do occasionally. It should be a part of the fabric of our lives every day. It should be built into the DNA of the believer. In other words, everywhere you go, every opportunity God gives you, every person the Lord puts in your path, talk to them about Jesus. Speak his name sincerely, boldly, and faithfully. Uh, Talk from your heart uh, with great confidence in the Lord about what Jesus Christ has done for you and what he will do for them. You know, uh, this study is called The Adventure Continues. I just want to remind you, it didn't just continue in Acts, it's continuing today. And it's not just something that the original apostles and these first missionaries were able to be a part of. It is something you and I have the privilege to be a part of today. So in a divided world, in the midst of the spiritual battle, uh, in the face of conflict, just speak for Christ. Speak sincerely. Speak boldly. And yes, my friend, speak faithfully. And you will see that the adventure continues. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ. Thank you.